Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Have you decided what you wanted to create? Like what your onus is? Dude. And have you created more than you consumed? Uh... No, I have not been. What have you been? What have you? Let's just have a. What have you been up to, lately? I've been spending a lot of time sitting on my phone. It's got me in a not good mood. It had me in a not good mood. Wait. So are you not in a good mood because you spent time on your phone, or you spent time on your phone because you were not in a good mood? It could be a both and. Probably more likely it is. Both yeah, and. but. But we had a couple of big moments. Big positive moments. That helped me. (laughs) You're going to start talking. (laughs) That helped me move through my rumination and what were those i think the first one so okay well let's re let's classic rewind classic rewind i don't know if we need a trigger warning for this maybe we'll record it we'll record a trigger warning thing after okay since it's yeah um my grandma passed away last Monday. And this past weekend was her funeral. And so the whole family went to Vandegrift, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh for the funeral. Um, she was... 91 and had a late stage dementia and Alzheimer's. And I think she's resting easier now based on my last few visits with her. And it was really, really awesome. Even before she passed away, um, we got on a family zoom call the Sunday before And everyone in my kind of immediate and my mom's siblings um, family, I don't know, it's it's not like my full extended family, but everyone on my grandma's, all my grandma's children and their families, so my family included, um, were all in the Zoom. And it was a really kind of touching moment because we haven't all been in the same space, physical or uh, digital, ever with the current makeup. Cause there are small children. There are small little ones in the family. Um, and my cousin and his wife actually had a new child born on Tuesday, the day after my grandma passed away. And so it was a very circle of life moment for me. And just thinking about kind of how things end and how things begin again. 
Um, so I think in dealing with the loss of my grandma itself, I, I didn't have too difficult of a time with it because I think it was kind of expected more or less. I mean, it's, you never really expect it and you never know how you're going to feel when someone that you care about is no longer in your life. But the extent to which she was actually able to interact with us had been declining and was pretty much at non-existent when she actually passed away. So that was the first kind of uh, realization, just thinking about my family and everything, kind of the love and support and the, the, the community that exists within a family. I think there were 17 or 18 people on that Zoom call, including all of the multi- multi-family boxes. I'm just like, think, imagine, I took a screen recording of it because it made me so happy. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so then at the funeral, um, my sister, Sean, and my sister, Andy, sang, and I sang, and my brother played piano for parts of it. And the church, St. Gertrude Church in Vandegrift, the acoustics were unbelievable. The reverb was perfect. And as a music person, I walked in there and we were talking, we were clapping to get the sounds before we, we went through the songs a couple of times. Um, and it was just absolutely beautiful. And I knew it was going to be beautiful during, um, and it was beautiful when we were practicing. And when we actually performed it or when I sang uh, during the presentation of the gifts during the funeral, It was just a beautiful moment, um, and I was glad that I was able to share that moment uh, with my family and with my grandma. And, you know, when I walked back down from the choir loft to go back to where I was sitting, my dad looked back. And whenever my dad gets teary-eyed, it's super hard for me to stay stay with it because he's he's gotten, um, I think more in touch with his spirituality over the years and just the connection with, with us and seeing us grow into more adult people. Um, and yeah, just being able to share that gift of me singing and music with my family and seeing how it impacted my parents just reminded me that I have a lot of blessings and gifts and talents that I have worked for or been bestowed or had bestowed upon me, um, whichever way you look at it. Uh, and I've, I've just been feeling like I'm consuming more than I create. I feel like I'm, I'm at the end of a fire hose of content shooting at me which I enjoy a lot of times, you know, it makes me laugh. It makes me chuckle, but, um, I don't want to five years, 10 years, 50 years down the road, look back and just feel like I was just a mindless member of a community. And that's, that's like in a colloquial way, obviously no one is mindless. Like everyone makes a community what it is in every individual part. Um, 
is essential for the functioning of the whole. But just for me personally, I realized I'm not acting in a way that's consistent with who I believe myself to be, who I know myself to be, and who I want myself to be. And I think that is the core of of just like kind of the rut that I've been in. Just misalignment and not doing what I know the person I believe myself to be would do in a given situation. So that's interesting. I got more too. I got more. I can keep going. That is a really, yeah, you will. But that is a really interesting. I found I was, I was listening to what you were saying, obviously, but I started, I start I start I caught myself nodding to what you're saying. And I don't really nod when I, when I listen to people talk, but I was like, yeah, that, that gives me pause to reflect on my own life and, and the belief in who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say to that. Just condolences to your family. And I'm also glad that you were able to share your gifts with the family as well and, and be cognizant of that. Um, but yeah, you, you gave me a lot to think on just in that. So, but you got more, so. I got more, yeah, because I, I, I still this week, this past week have been out of it. I don't know if it's the right word, but it's kind of a combination of many different things that brought me to this afternoon having this conversation um, where I've just, done i mean i'm just tired of of not i really i realize what i'm tired of of doing is not being myself hmm. and i don't know any other way to say it than that um but i think one thing that's so important is that it's in the interaction with other people that i am reaffirmed of who i am if that makes sense. I don't think I worded that the most eloquent way possible. But when I'm alone in my own head, sometimes it's a place of wonder and awe and majesty and I can do anything <laughs> and I believe in myself and it's amazing. And sometimes it's just empty and that's when I become the the at the end of the content fire hose and I'm not doing anything and I'm not I'm just sitting literally staring at my phone or doing something else that's just mindless and last night what was it last night yeah last night um was uh we went to dinner for my mom's birthday and we entered we walked in this restaurant and my friend Faith Jones from high school, who is a musician as well, was in the restaurant and I said hi. And when I saw her before I even said hi to her, I felt myself. I don't know how I don't I can't think of a good way to say it, but just like I felt my spirits lift. I was feeling we went to dinner with my mom and it's her birthday 
And I already have a hard enough time sometimes on my birthday. I think there's a lot of people who they feel like their birthday, it's they just get a weird feeling. Everyone's like really hype. And sometimes it can be hard to hype yourself up. And you feel like if you're not super pumped or super happy, then you're not meeting the expectations of other people because everyone's trying to celebrate and it's about you. So it's supposed to be a good thing. Uh, and you're just like, listen, I just kind of want to sit and hang out with people. And I don't, I mean, th- once again, everyone's different. I've felt like that on different occasions to the extent that I've missed my own surprise parties multiple times. Um, nice. Yeah. That's a different story. <laughs> nice. But when I saw Faith, there was just a heaviness that lifted off of me. I had been, you know, trying to keep my mood up and keep myself in good spirits. Cause I'm like, this is mom's birthday, mom's birthday dinner. You know, I don't want to be doom and gloom out at the dinner table and not to say like, you need to mask your emotions, but like this is this day and this dinner are not about me. They're about my mom who I love very dearly and who I know loves me very dearly. And when I walked into this restaurant and saw faith, I don't know what it was, but I just felt so much joy and happiness. And I went and gave her a hug and just said, how are you doing? And it's so good to see you. And it was so good to see her. Like that was not a platitude. I was not just saying that to be polite (laughs) or courteous. Like it was so good to see faith in that moment. And I just had the kind of realization epiphany that, I need to be with my friends more. Like I need to talk to my friends more the people who I know care about me and the people who are doing amazing things. And whenever I'm alone in my own head doing whatever, I'm also not doing that. And that's not me either. Like I'm not someone who, you know, I think I'm just like going now. Uh, <laughs> Please. During, during college, I definitely realized there's an introverted side of me that I didn't know I had when I was younger. Um, cause I was kind of always the prototype extrovert, outgoing, boisterous, you know, get me in front of a crowd, not shy. I always make that joke when it's, I'm introduced to people or we're talking about something and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really shy. <laughs> and people laugh like, ha ha ha. Like, no, you're not shy. Um, but even that, that feeling that I had at, at times in college where I didn't necessarily want to be with people or I wasn't spending time with people. And then I had my friends kind of ask me what was up because they kind of assumed that I was always spending time with other people when really, when I had gone to lunch for 45 minutes, that might've been the only time during the day I wasn't by myself. And that was like really when I was in my worst times, but at the same time, it's like chicken and the egg. Was I, was I in my worst times because I felt sad or depressed or like I wasn't working adequately towards my goals or whatever. And therefore, because I felt like that, I was isolating myself from my friends or was I not seeing my friends enough? And so I felt sad and terrible. I don't know. I mean, I love to sit and read a book. I don't necessarily care about going to the bar, like just to go to the bar. Um, and yeah, I think there's an introverted side of me that I discovered, but I think maybe it's because of the pandemic I mean, being in quarantine and just losing sight of what is a normal amount of interaction to have with other people and what is not a normal amount of interaction to have with other people. I mean, humans are social creatures. We are not meant to just be alone in the house, especially not alone in the house on your phone. Because I think I've also been someone who said, you know, I think I could go a week by myself in isolation and be okay. 
because I think I could meditate and I think I could sleep so much and I think I could be alone with my thoughts. But something about being alone with my phone is worse, <laughs> which I mean, or maybe not, but <laughs> maybe I wouldn't do well alone for a week. And that's what I'm, what I'm actually realizing. But when I saw Faith, I was like, my joy is enhanced by my interaction with people who I know care about me and who care about things that I also care about, like music. And it was great to see her. And then dinner was great. And we came home and it was just nice. And I was feeling a little bit better. And again, it's just during the day, work from home is tough for me, honestly. Like I, I always get everything done, but I just, I don't prefer to be, I think, just alone necessarily because I, I can spend all my time in my room and not even leave the house. I mean, I don't think it's good for me to not go outside. I'm thinking about what I want to do and be doing. I need to be outside sometimes. So even if it's doing something creative that involves being in a studio or being in a house and making videos or podcasts or whatever, I need to go outside sometimes. So I know that about myself. And so today I was just back in it, just like looking at pictures and like thinking about social media. And I was just like, I'm just in a hole that I've dug for myself. Like I don't need to be here. Like I don't even need to build a, I don't even need to claw my way out of here. Like I know what I need to do. And I've been thinking about what I need to do for so long. And I just am scared to do it. And that made me think about actually a video that I watched earlier this week, which was a positive thing. And it was Russ. Talking rapper? About, yeah. Oh. It was Russ giving his Forbes under 30 Q&A thing. Talking about whenever he's afraid of something, just going towards it. And just throwing himself at it. And that's another thing that I is is as core to me as a person doing things like that. And it's been long since I've been doing that. And I think partially because when I'm always at home by myself, there's never such there's never a stranger to strike up a conversation with. I start feeling like stranger. I I'm, I don't even want to talk to you because I don't want to bother you, and I'm just become cloistered. I talked to someone the other day about being on a plane or they were talking about being on the plane and this guy next to them was basically hitting on them, but wouldn't shut up and kept trying to talk to her. And I said, yeah, recently I've just kind of been keeping to myself when I'm on planes. Cause I don't want to bother anyone. You know, I usually like to start up a conversation and at least introduce myself and tell someone my name. Um, and I'm always working on being empathetic and realizing when someone is kind of not interested in having a conversation, you know, not just unilaterally throwing myself at them, like have a conversation with me, even <laughs> if you're trying to read a book, obviously. <laughs> but like I've stopped, I've become closed off in quarantine and I'm tired of it. Like it's not, it's not who I am. Um, and part of it today I don't know if you know, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but this is, it's okay because many have before me. Uh, Mark Ribier. <laughs> he's, he's a musician 
And he basically, his thing is doing live loops, like DJing and producing and doing live loops. And he is usually in his underwear. He wears a robe. And I know this guy. You know this guy? Yeah. And looking at him today, <laughs> I was just like, I just need to relax. <laughs> like that, I looked at him and saw myself in him. And I looked at my, I looked at him and saw myself in him and then said, okay, I see myself in him, but I haven't been doing anything that's remotely comparable to the way he's living his life and the, the positivity he puts out in the world and just the carefree joy music expression that he's putting out. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm tired of not being myself. So that's where I'm at today. So is there like a, uh, so what are you going to do about it kind of thing? Or is it more like, I realize now that I am tired of not being myself. And that's good enough for I, now to know. Yeah, I think that's good enough for now. I think it's really, it's like trusting I, I, trusting that I do know who I am. I mean, the, the paralysis by overanalysis, overthinking things getting in my head. Once again, I think partially spurred by the death of my grandma. I mean, we went to, to my cousin's gravesite as well. Um, who I think we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, but um, passed away from an overdose. And there's just not, there's just not enough time on this earth to not just kind of just do, just do whatever. I mean, not do whatever, but like I'm over here throwing my hands in the sky because it's just the, it's about listening being in conversation, fellowship, relationship, laughter. There are serious problems. There are always serious problems. And there will always be serious problems. Maybe. Maybe not always. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to say that there are always going to be serious problems. It's likely that someone will always have something that they're not satisfied with. Maybe. <laughs> also, we don't necessarily know, not, but not at all, but that doesn't mean that it's a problem to laugh or to bring joy and energy into the world and do things that you're passionate about and believe in yourself. I I I I definitely learned that recently about um that we're allowed to laugh and I I don't know where I got it in my head growing up but it was always like look at all these people who are suffering in the world I can't possibly enjoy anything in my life because it's not fair to them because they don't get to enjoy it. So why do I get to? 
And, you know, that kind of led to a place of self-hatred and self-loathing because I didn't allow myself to enjoy life because I wanted to stand in solidarity with the people who were suffering or who I perceived to be suffering. And the thing about that is that it benefits zero people or so. No, usually someone's profiting off of this. <laughs> usually. But me standing in solidarity with them does not help them, nor does it help me. And I think if I were to, if standing, I think trying to suffer in solidarity, I think standing in solidarity is benef- beneficial. I don't know. You said you standing in solidarity with them does not help them, but I think you maybe. No, I I I want to be clear about like, if I go, hey guys, look, I'm not eating for a whole week to stand in sol- to like suffer in solidarity oh, okay. with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I the clarification I is suffering in solidarity with them is like, hey, I'm 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 doing, I'm 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 experiencing your life, and then they'd probably be like, big whoop, <laughs> like what. I'm glad you understand what we're going through kind of thing. But my, my point is, is that I deprived myself of many things in life because I said, it's not fair to that person that they don't get to experience what I get to experience. And so I dropped myself into a rut and I lost myself, I think. And now not to be abstract, but if I compare myself with my cousins, like I always do, um, I would consider them in a less fortunate position that I have been granted. Um, And I think from their point of view, and they would tell me this, is the last thing they would want is for me not to celebrate the life that I've been given. Because I was given it. It, That's why it's, you know, a gift for a reason. Um, And it's like, because for them, they get to celebrate their family's joy and their family's success, but also by my success and by my fortune, I can eventually provide for them and help them and give them a a life that they had not had before. Um, And that's when I realized it's so that it's okay to be who you are. That it's okay to have your own desires for self, your own passions for self, your own introspection about self. Like you're allowed to look at yourself and go, oh no, I I see myself now needing silent moments here. I need to be social here. Um, I need to create there. And I always thought that was so selfish. I always thought that was so wrong. Look at me having the freedom to think about things. Look at me having the freedom to figure out what I want to do today or what I want to eat for dinner or what I want to put as clothing. I feel gross because of all this privilege. 
And then you go ahead and say something like, but yeah, be who you are. Do the things you want to do because it's good. And it is because like you said, sharing that gift of, of joy and laughter, no matter the circumstance is always really important. And not just laughter for joy, but anything that comes with joy, right? If that sharing of gift, that sharing of talent, of time, of space. Um, but yeah, no, I just liked what you said about knowing who you are and staying true to that and then doing the things that make that give you life. Because what gives you life can ultimately then be shared to give other people life around you. So yeah, it was a, it was just a cool, a cool thought. It even took reminders. I mean, for me to get kind of all the way down feeling right now, which is a positive emotion. So I'm glad that we're capturing it. Um, I, when I was looking through my pictures and, um, you know, I was thinking about my mom because it was her birthday. I was just thinking about everyone who believes in me, who supports me and believes in me and um, knows that I am capable of amazing things and that I have, that, that have told me that I have done amazing, inspiring things. And... I I texted um, Alan, who's he li- he lives in Stanford or he lived in Stanford. He's the current student body president at Notre Dame. Um, oh, I know Alan. Yeah, and I just said that. I just said, "Hey, you inspired me today," and he said, "What did I do?" And I said, "You exist," and sent him a picture that we took when I was at the Notre Dame game, and said, "I saw this picture and remember what you said, basically that I inspired you." And you're trying to be like me. And I looked at his Instagram and thought, I must have done something right for someone so positive and inspiring as Alan to say that I inspired him. And he said, we had those late night chats in your room. This is my senior year, probably when I was an RA. And you talk about how you prioritize the different things in your life, whether that was academics or music, you did what you wanted to do fully and with such excellence. That is remarkable and worth noting it made me look inward and find that within myself. So yeah, it was inspiring. And it's just, I mean, it's just a reminder that it's a journey and there's ups and there's downs. And for someone to look at me two years ago and say that about me, and for me to think about myself right now and feel like I'm not, I, I I don't even know if that's if that's a way I could describe myself right now. And then pause and then say, okay, well, what am I actually doing right now when I am doing what I'm actually doing or what I say I'm doing? And I think about how I'm training for running a marathon and I'm working two jobs and creating a podcast and cre- making music. And in a beautiful relationship and have beautiful family that loves me and supports me and I'm 
vagabonding all over the country, traveling different places and going and doing things. And it's like, yeah, just be present with what you're doing because you're, you're doing things that you like to be doing. I mean, I think also it's just been a comparison is the, the thief of joy idea. And it's easy for me to look at people who I, who I think are successful quote in my head, even people within my own family, like my brother. I mean, my brother will is getting his MD PhD from Johns Hopkins. I'm about to be applying for medical school. And sometimes I just think, you know, what do I need to do to get my resume right so that I could make sure I get into a good med school or boost my research experience or other experience or I'm not doing exactly what I necessarily want to be doing in terms of what I'm studying in medicine, psychiatry, and this, that, and the other. And I'll look at other musicians or other people on the internet or people who have a bigger following. And I get caught up in having foot in both worlds. You know, do I want to be a private person? Do I want to be a public person? Do I want to keep all my socials on private and not put anything out there so that people don't know all this stuff that's private because it's not about anyone else? And then I think, okay, well, if people look at what I'm putting out there, is it going to be a problem? Is a med school going to look at something I posted on Instagram and it's going to prevent me from getting into med school? And it's just all these things and it's constant bombardment. And it just, it just doesn't matter. Only what I determine for myself matters. I don't need anyone else's definition of success. I don't need anyone else's amount of money in the bank. Because of the privileges that I have and the position that I'm in, any other titles or honors, people doing impressive things oftentimes are just doing what they want to do. People who have lots of money and talk about what having lots of money affords them, a lot of times it's just being able to do what they want to do. I have the freedom to do what I want to do right now. Period. I can do what I want to do right now. I don't have a financial obligation or anything else that requires I do anything that I don't want to do, or at least, I mean, sometimes there are parts of greater projects or endeavors that you wish to accomplish that necessitate certain steps that are not necessarily most enjoyable. Sure. But on the grand scheme of things, I don't need to be doing anything I don't want to do right now. So it's more, it's just about reminding myself what I want to do. And that's why when I posted that second video, it's my mom asking me, she asked me what my birthday is. And I said, I don't know. And I think she asked what my favorite song is or something. And I say, I don't know. And I'm just a big, I don't know guy. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) how many times have we had a conversation and you're asking me what, you know, what do I want to make this? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? What am I trying to put out into the world in terms of art or content, whatever you want to call it? You know, what is what is my 
goal? What am I, what am I moving towards? And I just don't necessarily know. But what I've been thinking about and reflecting on is that when I was two or three and my mom asked me, what's my favorite song? And I said, I don't know. And then another song comes on that I like and I start nodding and then I start dancing. There doesn't have to be a bunch of baggage with me not knowing. Too often, my I don't knows are plagued with a cascade of negative emotions and negative self-talk about why don't I know? Well, what am I doing? Am I doing what I actually want to be doing? What do I want? All of this, all how have I been feeling? Why have I been, if I'm doing what I want, why have I been feeling like this? And sometimes it's okay to just not know and not be sure and do what you're doing while you're doing it until you find something that feels like I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy listening to you. I enjoy making this podcast, my conversations with Jethro and the things that we discuss and the reflection that it, it brings while I'm doing it. I enjoy it, doing it, hitting the tennis ball, being here, having these conversations and that's fine. I love singing. I love in the moment singing. I love performing. I love being outside. Those are things that I love. I love reading. I love going on walks. I love nature and flowers and fungus. I enjoy listening. I love to listen to other people and to listen to other music. I love all different kinds of music. I really like electronic music. I really like rock music, punk music. Jeff Rosenstock, what's up? All them witches, what's up? <laughs> All them witches is more like modern psych rock, but I love when Felix plays piano. I love to be in the moment when Felix is creating or has inspiration or hears a melody or has a song idea and watch it just happen. It's amazing. I love my family. I love North Carolina. You know what's so cool about identity and who we are is that and 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 God kind of told us this in himself. He goes, "Who am I? I am." But then he also says, "I'm the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit." Or rather, I am a relationship of these three. And it was so cool hearing you say, I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. Because what is your identity except what you are in relation to other things, especially the things that you love? And I just thought that was such a cool way to describe yourself without even intentionally describing yourself. Because it's like, what do I love? Okay, then I just pursue that. I just pursue the things that I love because who and what I love is who and what I am. I love my friends. So I want to pursue them. 
I love creating things. So I'm going to pursue that. I love being in a space where people are made to be comfortable or made to belong where they didn't feel like they belonged before. So I'm going to pursue that. And I think that's a really cool thing where, you know, who you are is informed by what you love. And therefore, if we have the choice to do what we love, then we should, we should take that choice. And I think it's as simple as that. Because life is long. I don't know what I'm going to be doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. But I know what I love right now. Like my dog who is just whining in the background. (laughs) And so I don't know what 10 years from now is going to look like or 20 years. But I know now in this present moment, the only thing that I can really conceive of and know of, the only thing that exists is the fact that I know what I love. And 10 years from now, I hope to love those same things and have other things to love. And 20 years from now, I hope to have all of those things that I love still there and more things. Um, And so instead of accumulating, instead of accumulating a lot of sort of worldly treasure, why not actually just sort of try to get that other sort of treasure, the heavenly treasure that we can ever conceive, which is the intangible thing of life, which is love. I mean, there are many intangibles in life, but I think the greatest of these is love. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, you love music, you love friends, you love performing, you love listening, you love your family, then pursue all of those things. And then you will feel more like yourself and you'll feel better. You'll feel good. And then you can go back on the onus saying, I'm creating more than I'm consuming. Thank you all for listening each week. It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time.